And hello again, everybody. Welcome to Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 KBGG. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. Trent Condon for a few minutes. Hello. Hello. You take we just you're going to take the training wheels off and leave us in in this studio alone this with the equipment. This might be an awful idea, fellas. Yeah. But yes, yes. Uh, wife is sick. The baby's sick. Everyone's sick. So dad's got to pick up the slack. That's because right. you left for the tailgate at four o'clock That's in the morning. Right. We didn't leave that early this time. Little one came along with. Oh, did oh. first game. She got sick. She uh, comes to one a year. So this is year number three now. She threw up promptly in the third quarter. That a girl. Just like her old man sitting in Kinnick. Yeah, well, was it uh, due to the the Iowa (laughs) offense in the first three? That was a play of Josh Allen. Ah, made made her ill. Tell you what, Josh Allen's got a really good arm, but he could not handle the pressure that the Hawkeye defensive line and linebackers put on him. Well, in the 24-3 victory, Iowa uh, held Wyoming to 233 yards. What was he? He was something. He had threw about 40 passes. It's like 18 for 40 yeah. or something. Is that um, right? Maybe a little, a little better bit better than that. Maybe I think he's 23 better. for 40. Maybe but, 23. Yeah, but still, uh, certainly for uh, a guy that is supposed to have such a, an NFL future. Well, he, he's got an NFL, NFL arm. And he's got, got the tools, it looks like. Iowa did a great job on him. And, and I will say, yeah, okay a drop pass here and there by the receivers, but I was blanketing those receivers all day. They were doing a great job. Uh, obviously, Joshua Jackson is ready to play cornerback in the Big Ten. He stepped up big time over where he was last year. He's he's grown. And, you know, on the other side, I thought Odo Moody did a, a, a fine job as well. They picked on him a couple of times, but mostly, you know, he was great as well. Now, Iowa got some pressure, and that helped quite a bit. I don't remember how many sacks they ended up with. Of course, Josie Jewell is the uh, Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week, according to the Big Ten. He's the big Bagnarik na- National Player of the Defensive Player of the Week and the Walter Camp National Defensive Player of the Week for his 14 tackles, two sacks, and two and a half tackles for a loss. We also had a couple of other sacks in there. AJ Epinesa got in there, 10, uh, 10 plays, and I think he had a couple tackles, and one was obviously a sack. Iowa's guys were in the backfield all day long when Josh Allen was trying to throw, and they were getting a good push, and it was not from a bunch of severe stunting. It was literally from just getting in the gaps and getting a good bull rush on them. Well, the fact that Iowa rotated, I think, eight players on that defensive line, we got to see Brady Reef uh, play, participate, and do some good things. Uh, I thought Lattimore had an excellent game. Uh, obviously, A.J. Epinesa, when he came in, uh, you could feel the buzz in the crowd. And he made his presence known. He did get a sack. It was sort of on a read option, but it was certainly a tackle in the backfield of the quarterback, which I believe defines a sack. He bull rushed one guy, didn't get a, a sack, but it was a thing of beauty uh, to watch in terms of the pressure in the quarterback's face. And if if he's only going to get 10 plays and that's what you're going to get out of him, which I we all believe will become more, uh, then... I would say that he's got an extraordinarily bright future. Everything that he was uh, said to be uh, was shown in that in that brief ten plays that he was on the field the other day. Yeah, I just don't know exactly where you, you know where you find a lot more time for him because the Iowa defensive ends played so well and are they're they're a good unit without him. And definitely in this case, they found ten snaps for him. They'll find more. They'll find more ways to get him on the field. And like you say, I I, I was probably more impressed by that one player. I. I saw it. I just noticed it live when he just took the guy and, and bull rushed him clear back into Josh Allen, just just missing 
basically a, a wrestling takedown sack, right? Um, so it, it, it is, uh, he will get more. There's no question. It's going to be a matter of how to fit all that in and get keep all those guys going. Of course, they will have games where they will tire a little more. There will be games where they will be on the field a little bit more. Uh, the other team will drive a little bit, so that'll be necessitate more rotation, I think. But, uh, hey, I, I saw eight men. That didn't appear to be a drop off when you put anybody in there. Oh, absolutely not. It was it was a really great performance by the Iowa defense. Uh, obviously, Josie Jewell, the outlaw, just Matthew was sitting next to me, and he's, and he's just like he's all over the place, and he was, and and he made big tackles when Allen eluded the rush. Uh, should have been a sack for, I mean, a considerable loss. Got around, went around to the right side. Josie got there and stopped him. There was another play where Jewel was basically one-on-one with him, and whatever Allen did, Jewel sort of mirrored it in his his fundamentals and tackling and staying in front of the the offensive player was just, it was fantastic. You know, and as the game wore on, Iowa went completely vanilla, and and Wyoming started to throw the ball, have some more completions, you know, and... Iowa was giving them six or eight yards or or what what have you, but the fact of the matter is that Iowa's defense took Wyoming out of the game. The fact that Wyoming guy dropped the ball in the end zone and then caught it three three yards out after I have no idea how the official thought he was in bounds when he caught it. I think that was a huge huge play uh, because they end up missing a field goal right. on that drive and then Iowa scored uh, right thereafter. Well. It, um... Yeah, two things. One, I thought. Uh, well, it should be noted first of all that I had twenty four to seventeen as my as my uh, pick last week. Twenty four for Iowa, and I thought Wyoming played to where they might have gotten ten. Probably not seventeen either. That was that was clearly a, a, there was their opportunity to bring that. So Iowa's defense played better than I thought they would. But um, what in the world that uh, that intentional grounding? Call. What were those officials talking about for ten minutes when there's there was nobody in the area? The ball didn't make it to the to the pass line of scrimmage, and it went out. And well, he was clearly not well, not in any kind of a safe area. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, the what only, were they talking about? Yeah. The only discussion was whether or not that ball got past the line of scrimmage. And I mean, he was clearly out of the tackle box. So had he thrown it and gone that way, there wouldn't have been intentional grounding. But uh, I don't know what the official with the letter C. Is called. It used to sort of be the umpire, but now it's sort of like the captain. Or I don't, chief yeah, or I, don't, I don't know what it is. And apparently, we don't. I, have, I like chief. 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 Let's yeah. call him chief yeah. and uh, chief arbiter. And anyway, but he he clearly had marked the spot as to where it was, and he wasn't about to move. Yeah, he wasn't moving. That's and he true. Went, and he wasn't That's going true. over to That's engage true. in the rest of the uh, the discussion, uh, of the discussion yeah. that went on. But uh, you know, all in all, uh, a solid win. It reminded me very much of the Miami of Ohio game when Big Ben came in and was heralded and I think Iowa went twenty one to three or twenty one to zero or something like that. And you know, we didn't see much on the offensive side that was spectacular. We saw some good things. Uh but you know, we also saw four turnovers and some other some other issues that need to be resolved uh going into Ames this week. Well certainly what we saw is that there are still ways to stop Iowa and one of them is by uh, jamming the line with a number of, of different players and, and making it difficult for a young quarterback and his offensive line to know exactly where pressure is going to come from. Um, and then maybe a Mr. Simon or two based on scheme. 
Right. So um, there was a uh, there was a post out on Hawkeye Report today. A couple of guys uh, and had noticed that um, Wyoming was walking both their linebackers up into the A gap, and they were double doubling up in there. And then Iowa having a t- was having a tough time figuring out which one of those guys was coming. And they weren't really blitzing necessarily. It was just a matter of if the opportunity was there, they were going to go get the quarterback. Otherwise, one would drop back into coverage, and it was a little bit of a, a disguise. It, it's what teams can do since Iowa still played a very tight formation on a lot of offensive plays. There was not a lot of spread them out the other day. And since you, if you insist on doing that, and I'm not saying Brian Farron shouldn't, I'm just saying if you insist on putting so many men so tightly into the line of scrimmage, you're going to have it look like nine or ten guys are in the box, and you're going to have a tough time defending every pass rusher that's going to come in, and so ostensibly what's going to happen is you're going to have a leaky, a leaky uh, offensive line every once in a while, and it's not their fault. Well, It's it's a scheme problem. And part of that issue is going to have to be, are the running backs going to be able to step up and, and catch the areas that are not covered necessarily, whether it's the blitzer, whether it's everybody's going left and you got to get the right end, what, what, whatever that might be. And I didn't really feel like... Particularly Butler, I don't feel like he totally understood what he was supposed to be doing back there. Um, they were in that they were in that uh, defensive formation you're talking about on the play though that Noah Fant uh, right before halftime got the touchdown. Yep. What a key five or six play uh, oh, situation yeah. where the Wyoming punter whiffs uh, on it. it without question, maybe one of the five worst punts ever. In college football, well, got, it's got to be up there. It's gotten a lot of play nationally, but and, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, the dude missed the ball, and uh, obviously Iowa recovers, so that's a, you know essentially a turnover. Uh, and then the next play scores a touchdown right before halftime, and that was just that was a huge momentum shift. You know, Iowa going in fourteen fourteen three. Instead of seven three, so or or seven six, or maybe even down ten seven. Momentum, yeah, maybe even behind. Um, momentum shift for me uh, was the catch by Nick Easley, ball thrown behind him. I think we both agree on purpose, kind of a back shoulder throw. Even though there was a guy right with him, he dives on Iowa's first touchdown drive, gets the ball. And then a couple of plays later, Wadley has a nice run around the end, and they figure out a way to get it in. I thought that at some point in time in the second quarter, Iowa was going to need somebody to make a play rather than just simply trying to churn it out and grind it out. They did a little bit of both on that drive, but I thought that was a big one where somebody finally had stepped up and made a, a big play, right? And I thought he did that. And I thought, by the way, it easily had a great game. Oh, um, how, for could me, you, how could you it, argue it, that? You know, it, I, it, he was a guy I looked forward to going in to to make some noise. People weren't really talking about him. That Fant obviously was who they people, people were then two touchdowns. Nice nicely nicely done by him. But easily had I think three or four catches plus he had the touchdown plus he had that big one. I thought that was a momentum changer. There were a number of them in the games uh in, in that second quarter. And then like you say the five play stretch certainly that was a killer and then Wyoming came out and there wasn't much that they could do after that. But and nonetheless I, I think Iowa can figure out ways to work around what Wyoming did to them the other day, which is probably what a lot of teams are going to try to do, which they're going to they're going to stack the box, but they are going to be a little bit more ready for a pass. The difference is Iowa can still swing more balls out of the backfield to the running backs. Iowa can try to do a little bit more in terms of screens and slot passes didn't and things run, like that. We didn't do any of it. Didn't right? run one screen. Not one. Didn't run one uh, uh, flare pass out out uh, when the running back goes out there. At least. They didn't throw it that direction. I, no. Not to say that they didn't run the pattern. Um, in 
you know, we tried uh, two jet sweeps. In fact, the first play of the game was almost kind of a jet sweep where we had Wadley and Butler both in there, and Wadley kind of came in motion yeah. and took the handoff. Uh, obviously, the fumble by the wide receiver on third and six on, yeah. on the jet sweep. Amir Smith Marsetti has uh, got to hope that the rest of his career goes better than the first play. Because uh, and his only play. Well, but uh, uh, hey, you know, Nate Stanley's got to be yeah. got to be going. Are, are these hands really this small? Because if he really fumbles like them? that, how's how's he get a Burger King down? <laughs> drop this, drop that. Well, was like, and, and Kirk made the, the the point today, and a number of people have. But Kirk made the point. This is the first time the kid's been hit in a couple of years, like you know, really he, been hit right because they're yeah, probably been, since you know, high school. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I suppose he exactly. played a little bit last year, but I don't recall yeah. him getting smashed. No, this is the first time he's been under real duress and knowing he was going to take a shot here and there, and he's just going to have to learn to hold on to the ball. Pocket presence will hopefully come along a little bit, and I thought it came along better in the second half, even though he had another fumble in the second half. I thought it came along better. Well, I would I would agree with you, and and you know, sometimes a quarterback fumble isn't going to be his fault if. A dude's coming untouched, blindsided, whatever. Uh, the the but, second one, I I just whiffed, right? Yeah. I stepped out he as if there his, was a guy on his heels. Right, and he just whiffed, and the guy took a step to the inside. And I'm not sure if Welsh was supposed to be there to help or not, but he wasn't. And the guy just went right after Nate, got him. Totally Ike's fault, but at the same time, again, may have been a scheme thing, may have been a, whatever. Uh, either way, that wasn't Nathan Stanley's fault. Although he did drop the football, but you know he's get he's taking a shot, there, right? You know, and it's well, gonna happen. And the interception was a tip ball. It was a horrible pass, but it was still tipped. Uh, you know, and hey, Texas A and M would have gladly taken a tipped ball or anything when the safety comes up to intercept it and goes through his hands, and UCLA scores the touchdown before the touchdown that won the football game. Right. So I mean, that happens. It does, and so you know, a lot to clean up, a lot to clean up, but. At the a same time, three convincing win I, you, you, against you, an NFL quarterback against an NFL quarterback, uh, Division One team, a team that went to a bowl game last year. Decent quality opponent came into Kinnick the other day, and Iowa handled them pretty pretty well. It's a pretty encouraging way to start things. Well, out. and if you think about it, if we were sitting in Omaha right now, trying to go forty three thirty six to Arkansas State on your opening game, we'd be a lot more five hundred yards, a to, lot more head scratching. Yeah, five hundred yards. All right, a lot more to talk about. It is Iowa State Week. We haven't even mentioned that. We're just breaking down that game. We'll be back here in the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 KBGG. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Come and catch the Iowa versus Iowa State game at Tipsy Crow Tavern. We're throwing the party of all watch parties. Watch the big game on an 18-foot jumbotron. The biggest TV in town. $1 Bloody Marys to the first 500 people in the door. And $4 Stella Tallboys all day. 
The Tipsy Crow Grillmaster will be hard at work with beer brats, burgers, breakfast burritos, and tacos. Tipsy Crow Tavern will also be having bags tournaments all day. Tailgate package giveaway that includes four tickets to an Iowa State football game that will be drawn for at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Cooler, apparel, four tickets to the game of your choice. Stay after the game for Chase and Ovation, America's only Prince tribute band. These guys are selling out everywhere they go. It's the Tipsy Crow Tavern's Iowa, Iowa State Watch Party. Downtown, 3rd Street, Des Moines. Sponsored by the Knee and Back Pain Helpline. Suffering from knee or back pain? Call 800-888-KNEE and learn how a comfortable, nearly invisible brace can solve your pain. 800-888-KNEE. Can you finish this little ad phrase? There are some things money can't buy. For everything else, there's... Right. Most people know, for everything else, there's MasterCard. But this message isn't about MasterCard. It's about how your memory works. Why is it you remember certain ad messages and literally hundreds of songs that you never set out to memorize? That's the power of sound. It can make a good tune or a good idea stick. Now here's a question. Would you like to learn the five secrets of making a message for your business sticky? You know, memorable and powerful? Then just call us and ask to speak to our ad strategy manager. He'd be glad to share them with you. No obligation. The good thing is, with radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then when someone's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio. The power of sound. Hi, this is Clint Burkall. If you'd like to learn the five secrets of a powerful campaign, just call me here at the station, 331-9200. We are glad to share them. Hi, folks. Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Christopher's has been a Des Moines tradition for over 50 years. The Judas Sessie family became owners of a quaint restaurant in the Beaverdale area. Under their steady watch, Christopher's has become one of Des Moines' favorite locations. Known for its excellent Italian cuisine, friendly staff and atmosphere fitting on any occasion, a can't-miss choice for your next evening out. For a table of two or a banquet of a hundred, no event is too small or too big. Christopher's in Beaverdale. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. If the unfortunate prospect of divorce should become a reality in your life, 
consider a collaborative divorce. As opposed to a traditional divorce, this is a lower-cost alternative based upon the principles of mutual respect, cooperation, transparency, and dignity. Most importantly, both spouses make a commitment to staying out of the courtroom. It is typically a win-win for both spouses and the kids. Please contact attorney David Kozlowski for more information he can tell you if the collaborative divorce is right for you. David has 24 years of experience and practices exclusively in family law. He's located at 37 37 Woodland Avenue in West Des Moines, just north of Valley High School. Give him a call, 515-226-0150, and arrange a free initial consultation. Again, that's attorney David Kozlowski, 515-226-0150. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Hello, Brothers, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. You sound a little down in the dumps. Are you suffering from post-Labor Day syndrome? I, 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 no, I'm just trying to be... Uh, I'm not down in the dumps. Uh, maybe I am, uh, I, I guess, post-Labor Day syndrome. Maybe so. I don't know. I, I got a little... Uh, may, uh, who knows? Maybe I got a little uh, cold starting, and so I'm just not as excited today. I'm just saying... And we just changed know? microphones, and I'm really thinking this is a bad idea now. Why? Because well, it, you've got the uh, cough due to cold. Oh, I don't know. I just say. I don't. No, have you heard me cough once? No, no, I haven't. Not a bit. Not a bit. Not a bit. I'm good. I'm also trying very hard to uh, use the, um, uh, the advice that Dave Senior gave us, which is to not talk over each other. So as you're talking, it's hard to keep up the energy level because I have to kind of sit quietly and let you finish, and vice versa. Whereas normally we kind of are having the conversation where we hop, speak to right, one another, right. regardless of who else right. may be speaking. Right. So it makes it a little, little bit. A little bit less easy to, to have as much energy, you know, so. Okay. How's that? It's so, well, so, you know, other cool things in the game the other day, by the way. Miguel Racinos. Thought, one uh, for one. One for one, but also did a great job on the kickoffs, getting good distance, and the one was not a short one. What was it, 45, 50, uh, 48 yards, something like that? It was uh, 45. 45, yards. I think. Yeah, something like that. <clears throat> nice long kick. We want to see that. Plenty out of, of leg. Plenty of leg, right? We'll see how he does. That'd have been good from forty six, right? Uh, it was more than that. I know, but uh, we'll see how he does. You know, so um, you know, I sat down there the other day. There's always one, right? And there was a guy in front of me, and I don't know. I don't know if they're permanents. I don't think they are because his wife was sitting to my right, and he was a row in front, and he he just kept turning around in the first quarter and saying, "All right, now we'll see." It was always okay. Now we're gonna see. And it was always, now we're going to see something bad, right? To the point where, so, you know, it, when I Are got behind. He, section 102 or 101? 102. Okay. And, and so it, it, when Iowa got behind, now we're going to see what, what a flop this guy, he was, you know, what a flop this guy's arm is when it's jello because we're behind. And we're, now we're going to see how things look when we're scared and you're going to choke. And the, the the dumbest one. I mean, it, it just it got to be. I, I wanted. I was just wanted to strangle because it was just it was negative. Everything. It was, and we were even when we were ahead. And um, when we when the we the irony got, of this is thick. I know, but I, I'm not that negative when I watch. I may mention things right. that might happen, but I don't complain about nothing. And when Iowa had driven down inside the ten yard line, the two of them are complaining about how Iowa is now going to run up the middle. Well, we're just going to run it up the middle three times and kick the field goal. And then, sure enough, you know, we did run it up in the middle a couple of times. But why not? We'd gotten down there pretty much doing that, and that's what Iowa does. 
So that was my response. I'm telling the guy next to me, well, that's what Iowa does. You know, it's it's not shocking that Iowa might run up the middle. Anyway, the worst was, and I, you know, this one was the incredible one. So Wyoming makes their field goal to go up three and nothing, and and the guy says, the guy says, well, that's what it looks like when you got a real field goal kicker. And As if Iowa hasn't had a good field goal kicker for years, right? Ever, including Marshall Kane, who's you know battling for an NFL job right now, and uh, of course we've had several of them over the years and last year. But on top of that, without having seen Miguel Racinos take a kick, he says that guy, the guy we got this year, just is awful. And I'm like, and I look at him, and I'm thinking, you know, so what, you know after, what he's saying, you know what he's saying right now, though. Uh, so we're having meatloaf tonight. Right. It's Tuesday. It's t- meatloaf again. Chip beef on dry white well, toast. So I mean, come on. What we found, what I determined about this guy. His life though, has no excitement. Well, we we so I I complained and and thought about it, and then and then uh, young Sonny Andrew shows up in the third right. quarter, right? And uh, having spent time over in the student section, he comes over to talk to Dad and watch the rest of the game. Effectively with Dad. sobered up. Yes, he seemed in pretty pretty sober shape. And then he sits down and he starts. And this guy's still doing his, still complaining, right? And so Andrew finally, you know, he kind of looks at him, and we made our field goal. Right. And I'm like, "Yep, sucks. Looks terrible, doesn't he? Looks awful." And Andrew's like, "What are you talking about?" Guy catches on immediately. He goes, "Well, we haven't seen him for you know. It's the first we've seen of him this year." And I said, you know, but he could, he, he's been having a good camp. This is why he's won the job over the other guy and stuff. And so we started talking to this guy and giving him positive reinforcement, right? Now he becomes everybody's buddy, and now he's in a better mood. So Did I, you ring I, I a bell he, or something so that he, you know... Here's a starburst for you every time you say something positive. <laughs> it was kind of funny. It was almost as if he didn't know... So. This is better than a lot of the guys who complain a lot. This guy, I think he just didn't know what else to say half the time. You know what I mean? Once we started kind of correcting him on some of the dumb things he was saying and starting to pump some positive energy into things, he got better. So I'm hoping, here's hoping, first of all, that he doesn't sit there the rest of the year. But second of all, if he does sit there, that he can play the positive side of things and we can have a, you know, uh, when there are truly things to complain about, and there will be, that we can complain about those things. And, and well, and, and and I know why does anybody care, but because it's just the way no, it is at Kinnick, and, right? And everybody has this, and and everyone has an opinion uh, as it, how it's supposed to do, how a football game is supposed to be coached, how how the players are supposed to react. But to sit there and say, well, now here we are, and this is what's going to happen because we're in this situation doesn't give enough credit to our coaching staff, our kids, anything. You know, Kirk's seven wins away from passing Hayden. Kirk's the most tenured football coach in all of college football. He's been at his university longer than anybody. And even though I get frustrated with him and don't like everything he does, I'm not dumb enough to miss that fact. So so I'm listening to uh, Cowherd today. Uh, yes, the and, coward. Yeah, and he's talking about the job that Harbaugh has done at Michigan in terms of building a brand. And I was tempted to call in and say, you know, it, here's an interesting fact: there, Mister Colin Coward, is that there is no better brand in the Big Ten. You can have more uh, championships and those things. Ohio State, obviously. Michigan's got a long history, Nebraska, as far as that goes, if we want to go back and live in the 1990s. But the fact is, is that for 19 years, Kirk Ferentz, and if you go back and take Hayden before him, so for the last 35 years, the Hawks have built a brand based upon the Tiger Hawk, 
based upon running the football, being bullies of the Big Ten uh, in terms of on both both lines, and you're able to recruit to that, and that's what Kirk has done. There's no flash. It's not sexy. It's all of those things, and yet there's five rookies on NFL uh, rosters this year who played on that 2015 team that was undefeated in last year's... And supposedly wasn't very talented. In last year's team that was, you know, obviously went to the Outback Bowl. People don't get it. They just... I think people want to bitch just to bitch. I I, I think they do. S- speaking of brand, uh, did you... Tom? Catch, so, well, the whole, the whole uh, Ed Cunningham thing with him quitting ESPN and no longer doing football broadcasts because... He was so upset by watching C.J. Beathard play injured in the Outback Bowl last year. Kirk responded to that today. I was going to leave that for the next session, but I think it leads right into brand, right? Yes, I that agree. Football's brand is doing things in an unflashy manner. It is pounding the rock. It is uh, taking two- and three-star players and build them up, make them stronger. Iowa's football brand is consistency, and it may be a little bit of boredom. It is certainly not fitting with the idea of coaches not caring, right? Right. And Kirk, as well as uh, C.J. Beathard's father, came out today with a statement in the university saying, hey, you know, Ed, totally understand it's totally your prerogative, but you're just flat out wrong about this, and we take exception to the fact that you're suggesting this. Now, at the time, I remember thinking, they should take him out. He's clearly hurt. Well, I was was watching the game, and I was going, if Iowa wants to have a better chance to win, they should have taken him out. But... Right. But the, if you recall the tirade that I had oh, yes. after the bowl game where I said, all right, Ed, we get it. You right. don't think he should be playing because Ed, he just, it, I just went on and on and on. Perhaps Ed talked himself into it being worse than it was. Well, right? and, it, and it wasn't a head. It was a hammy. And and CJ and the staff had cleared him in, in the statement that Kirk and is a joint statement between Kirk and the Beathard family. Yeah, it wasn't a head and, injury. And right. how, they, how they felt about everything. Uh, was well-written, well-played, and should end that discussion as it relates to whether or not C.J. Beathard was ever in danger last year. He clearly was not. And, um, you know, as you say, maybe they would have had a better chance to win in the fourth quarter or come back in the fourth quarter. But based on what we've seen out of Nate Stanley so far, not sure Nate was ready. Well, right? he, he may not have been ready, but here's the interesting thing. He would have gotten hit. It would. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> maybe lost a fumble here and there, but at least he would have... Uh, he would have totally known what it was like <laughs> to, be and, and to be in some live serious, action. Yeah, live action against all that speed from Florida definitely would have been would have been something. Well, hopefully they'll put that to bed. Ed Cunningham's career can go to bed, go to sleep. We got uh, a, we got a half hour to talk about Iowa, Iowa State. We do, and uh, we're going to do that with Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com, and then we'll do it amongst ourselves as well when we finish that up. And we got the last half hour of the show coming up. Brett Ridge, Jay Crane Jr., it's the Hawkeye Huddle. We'll be back in just a minute here on KBGG. We got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? 
Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. It's that time of the year again. Football is right around the corner. Draft House 50, best spot in Central Iowa to catch your Cyclones, Hawkeyes, and every NFL game. Over 50 TVs, 50 beers on tap, and the best burgers in town. Draft House 50, your place for all things sports. Sponsored by TheraWorks Relief. To relieve muscle cramps in your legs and feet, reach for TheraWorks Relief. This fast-acting foam can even prevent muscle cramps. Get TheraWorks Relief today at theraworksrelief.com. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Every day people ask me, can I still take advantage of today's low rates? Is it still a good time to refinance? The answer is yes. Now's a great time to call Quicken Loans at 800-QUICKEN. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.19%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. With 20% back in rewards on color copies from Staples, you can run your business with confidence. The confidence to leave behind presentations that customers will read, not recycle. The confidence to produce color manuals that'll keep your business in the black. The confidence that your financial forecast will no longer be partly cloudy. Show off your business in full color for less at Staples. Now get 20% back in rewards on color presentations manuals and copies staples it's pro time visit staples.com slash 20 color expires 11 4 17 exclusion supply napa know-how when you purchase a set of napa brake pads and rotors you get a discount code from fanatics.com worth up to 50 dollars towards your favorite sports gear while napa can't help your team reach the promised land we can help make sure your car will because these brakes come with something no sports team does guaranteed performance Great brakes, great price, great fan gear. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Offer expires September 30th, 2017. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet. 
of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. Come and catch the Iowa versus Iowa State game at Tipsy Crow Tavern. We're throwing the party of all watch parties. Watch the big game on an 18-foot jumbotron, the biggest TV in town. $1 Bloody Marys to the first 500 people in the door, and $4 Stella Tallboys all day. The Tipsy Crow Grillmaster will be hard at work with beer brats, burgers, breakfast burritos, and tacos. Tipsy Crow Tavern will also be having bags tournaments all day. Tailgate package giveaway that includes four tickets to an Iowa State football game that will be drawn for at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Cooler, apparel, four tickets to the game of your choice. Stay after the game for Chase and Ovation, America's only Prince tribute band. These guys are selling out everywhere they go. It's the Tipsy Crow Tavern's Iowa, Iowa State Watch Party. Downtown, 3rd Street, Des Moines. Nice to hear that. It was good to hear it on Saturday. Yeah, it felt good. It, it felt good, didn't it? It felt right. You know, I see people filing out of the stadium. I'm like, where are you going? It's time for the beer song. Stay. You get to enjoy on a 70 degree, sunshiny day. Why would you be filing out? Enjoy the game. You enjoy be- the wind. You have to beat the traffic. Got to beat the traffic, apparently. Okay. Well, hey, thanks to our new sponsors, Christopher's Fun Italian Dining over there in Beaverdale. The Judas Sessi family it was great to uh, see Ronnie the other day and get everything squared away. Kaz, big Kaz, Dave Kozlowski, family law. Great to have him back uh, with the huddle. Absolutely. All right. Great to have him back we'll, with the huddle. We'll, of course, have our Templeton Rye last call here shortly. We will. We're on a couple of other sponsors, too, so who knows? Maybe we'll just get a, ro- a full rundown. Of, Wouldn't that be something? It'd be kind of cool. I believe if I've done things correctly, and and I believe I did, because the light is still on. There we go. The little lights, Clark, the little lights are not blinking. Uh, if I've done things correctly, we have Tom Kaker of HawkeyeReport.com on the line with us. Good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon, gentlemen. It's a success. It's a success. They let him touch the board and he hasn't messed it up yet. <laughs> you know, I did used to do this. I know. You were 18. Well, but I was 18. <laughs> exactly. A couple more shots of Templeton Rye and maybe that won't work. That's right. That's why we wait till the very end to have those. Yeah. Well, or um, I think uh, it was the day at the Tipsy Crow this summer when I, when I, uh, I had... The bottomless, yeah, mimosas that was was a problem. Wasn't we'll, dis- it? we'll discuss. How's your rib? Uh, he it, broke it, a rib riding uh, his bike home, Tom. Uh, after that. Uh, the six to eight weeks, I am now into my seventh week, and I'm I'm healed. I got back on the bike yesterday. We went down to the Tipsy Crow and enjoyed ourselves, and did not have any accidents. That's so. good. Uh, speaking of, uh, well, that's a terrible transition. That's uh, right. uh, Speaking of no accidents, actually, Iowa had, did have uh, four four uh, turnovers the other day, Tom, but. Other than that, it's kind of hard to shoot many holes in the, in the performance of Iowa the other day. There's certainly things to clean up, but you got to feel good about the overall performance and, and maybe even a little better than you thought you might coming out of that game. I feel better about the offense, and I felt probably like I thought I would feel about or about. I feel better about the defense and better than I thought I would about the offense. I, I just, you know, I thought it would be a learning curve for the the offense when you look at 
new quarterback. You look at new OC, Colin plays for the first time in his life, and then you had the ever-shifting offensive line and kind of go, oh, okay, it's going to be a little bit of a bumpy ride, and it was at times, but uh, overall, well, the defense played lights out against a, a pretty good quarterback and um, you know shades of 0-3 in a lot of ways with uh, even the final score, you know, that 0-3 game against Miami of Ohio and Ben Roethlisberger was 21-3 and this one was 24-3. I said the exact same thing, Tom. I couldn't agree with you more. What was wrong with James Daniels as it related to him not playing on Saturday? Yeah, I think he's got a little, little knee issue, but he dressed. He was out there. I went through all the pregame stuff, but they are just going to be extra careful with him, and they should be. He's a valuable player. They need him for all the games, not just for one Saturday, and why risk it? So they didn't, and uh, Keegan Render out there, I thought he did a a nice job, and, you know, they couple that with Boone Myers is nursing that high ankle, and that's probably going to be an issue for a while, so... Um, Larry Jackson is out there. He'll probably get tested. I would suspect that uh, Iowa State's going to attack him pretty hard on uh, Saturday and see what the young fellow's got in him. Um, so Daniels is going to play this weekend, though, at least from from what yep. it sounds like. They're they're going to get him back in there. At least they've gotten him back into practice, correct? Yeah, I, I fully expect that he's going to play. And then from there, it looks like, it sounds like Meyer's injury is going to be one that's going to nag him for a while. I'm not exactly sure what, what that means. So Jackson will be part of this, but we've we've expected Jackson to become part of this. He's There's too much size and athleticism there to let that go. Um, he's going to be pressed into action. At the, he, he had some mistakes the other day, but he played really well overall. Certainly when you grade things out, it's it's tough to, to expect a kid in his first start to be perfect. Yeah, I think he had uh, on the interception play, uh, the ball that got tipped up and then Miami intercepted it. Uh, that was one bad moment for him because I think he, he just kind of whiffed on the play or just didn't follow his assignment. But other than that, I thought he was, he was pretty solid, um, and, and did, did a nice job. Well, and he did have a few drops. I mean, Noah Fant is very talented. I was saying this at our tailgate after the game. I think he's so talented that he, catching a ball for him, doesn't require total concentration yet when you're in the game situation. I mean, he got he got rocked hard on the first first pass uh, down the seam. He clearly could have caught it, and it would have been a tremendous catch. But he had another one where he was a little lazy. It was, okay, maybe a hair behind him on his back hip, but he didn't exert what I would consider to be 100% of his effort there. He just thought he'd just kind of reach back and catch it and just roll on. So... It wasn't all on Nate Stanley uh, per se. He did make some questionable throws. In fact, the first pass he completed, you, he, Brett said that he thought easily made a great catch. It was a horrible pass in my estimation. Sort of let the defense go by. Back, you don't usually throw back shoulder in the middle of the field. No, no, it's no. You know, so. But nevertheless, he did. You could see him get his feet under himself, and and he's he played with in pass with more confidence. He, Looked good on a couple deep balls, obviously the one easily for a touchdown. I like that play a lot. Uh, We mentioned last week we thought we'd see more crossing patterns, and that was exactly what we had on that play. Uh, 
Fant and Easley crossing, and and boom, what happens? Fifty four yard touchdown play. Yeah, um, you know the one play that that he talks about that first drop for Noah. I actually saw a picture from one of the photogs on that play, and the defender actually got his hand in there to knock the ball loose. That was more to do with it than than anything Noah did. It was just the defender I thought made a made a pretty good play and got his hand in there to knock it out. Um, but I, you know, there. He's just, uh, you know, there were a lot of the guys were talking about it. He's just a matchup nightmare because he's so athletic, so quick. Oh, yeah. And uh, you saw that on that on that seam route where he just, you know, blew right by the guy, and, and he's just tough to handle. All you got to do is throw it up, and he'll run under it and catch it for a touchdown. And uh, I think we'll see more of that. That's something we did not see under the previous offensive coordinator. I think we're going to see more of that under the new regime. One thing we did see on Saturday that we expected was uh, Akron Wadley over 100 yards, 116 yards. Took him a little bit, but he had a couple of a couple of dynamic runs and a couple of real pedestrian, just uh, workhorse type runs. Uh, maybe not exactly as many yards as you might have thought, but I, I think when you come out of there, they split things up pretty good between uh, between Wadley and Butler the way they wanted to. Um, and from a performance standpoint, Akron. Akron was was Akron the other day, and and we haven't really talked about it, but uh, you know. He hit over 100, 100 yards where he wanted to go, and it was it was sneaky. Yeah, he he hit a couple late at that one run where he made two guys miss and got to the outside, and that was his uh, probably his biggest run of the day. Uh, but otherwise, it was just you know run between the tackles. He said today that he was pretty sore on on Sunday, and normally you know you'd, you'd feel that it was a little sore than normal. Probably the first game you're. Not used to it again. Your body's got to adjust to the pounding, and and he had 24 carries. So you know he's not used to 24 carries either. So I think moving forward, what we're going to see a little bit more of, and we saw it early in the game, but then they just really didn't get back to it as much as I thought they would, and I think they will this week. Is Ackerman the slot, Butler uh, back there as a single back, and trying to get Ackerman the ball in space out in the flat, uh, you know, short pass get him isolated on a safety or a linebacker and see what he can do. And uh, I, I think that's going to be a big part of the game plan this weekend. Well, we were talking about that in, in the first segment that that um, a couple of people, including there was uh, somebody posted on, on your uh, website today, talking about where the linebackers were playing, the way that the line was being stacked. And, and even if you weren't sending, the Wyoming wasn't sending everybody, there was not a lot of space there. And one of the things we both thought, Needs to happen this week. You got to get you got to get some uh, balls swung out of the backfield towards uh, at the sidelines at Akram. You got to throw some screens. You got to do some things there. Um, and they're going to have to have a stomach for this, Tom, because I think, and then we can kind of shift now towards Iowa State a little bit. I think to beat Iowa State, they're going to have to do more than simply just uh, play it plain vanilla. I don't think they have to get crazy, but I think they're going to have to do a little more of what you're talking about there, which is spread things out just a little bit more so that Iowa State has to be just a little bit more honest. Yeah, and I, I think the other thing that, that comes into play here is that if you put Wandley in the slot, they're going to be able, and you've got three receivers in there with him or two other receivers in there with them, they can't lock down that box as much. They're not going to walk that safety down because they, they're they going to have respect for Wadley being out there. And it's going to open up some things for Butler as a running back, too. And I, I thought they, you know, once they got a fairly, what I, I think is a fairly comfortable lead, especially in the second half, 
I thought they kind of just, we always joke about it being like the lockbox. You know, they just played it conservative, did what they had to do to win the game. They grounded out to that one drive where uh, held it for about four and a half minutes with Wadley running the ball. Uh, I think um, this weekend they're probably going to try to do a little bit more and uh, try to try to uh, stretch the field a little bit more. I, I think there'll be a little more risk to the offense, but not crazy risk. I think they're going to be smart about it, but uh, you know, make no mistake with the the kind of this subtle war of words between. Brian Ferentz and Matt Campbell, that uh, Brian's going to want to win this game pretty badly and maybe put a thumping on him if you can. Well, I thought Kirk made an interesting point in his news conference today is is that the implication is that Iowa State takes this game more, more importantly than Iowa. And Kirk was pretty emphatic uh, about his comment that every time that they go out there, they want to win. They want to win convincingly. They want to play good, hard football and and that it does mean a lot to them, and it means there's like 57 kids on the roster from Iowa, so they understand. 28 in the two deep, which is which says something about Iowa, by the way, that they can have success with that kind of. But yeah, there's more there than you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I, Iowa is just not as overt about it. They're not going to put up a countdown clock in the locker room and put up posts about it, and you know they're not going to troll Iowa State by. You know, adopting some sort of uh, mantras that they have, like Iowa State has. They're just not going to do that. That's just not Kirk's style. I just, I think it's fascinating to me because uh, I know some folks point back to Brian called those guys an Ames comment earlier this year um, that, uh, you know, Brian started the war. I'm just amazed that Iowa's offensive coordinator could get under the skin of the head coach of, of of uh, Iowa State so easily and uh, so simply by doing that. It's an it's an interesting ploy, and I'm not even sure Brian completely, maybe even 100 percent, intended to get no, under I, their I skin. Think he was no. just, I think he was just kind of talking off the cuff, trying to be right. a little bit fun and and interesting. So, how do you see Saturday going, Tom? Um, you know, I think I was going to win. I don't think it's going to be easy. I think it's going to be a really tough game. Anybody who believes that this is going to be one of those games where, uh, like last year, where Iowa just kind of walks all over them, I just uh, I, I don't see that. Uh, I think it's going to be tight. For some reason, and I know everybody's kind of like, ah, oh, it's going to be high scoring, a lot of points. I, every time I think it's going to be high scoring, it ends up being a, like a 10-3 to 3 game. So I'm going to... I don't know that it'll be that extreme, but I, I think it'll be lower scoring than people think. And uh, I, I just think Iowa's defense is is really good. And it, uh, I know a lot of people are drawing conclusions based on the UNI result. I'm not sure that UNI is a great UNI team this year, and um, I, especially defensively. And I, I just don't think it's going to be as easy as some people think from the Iowa State perspective for them to score points against Iowa, yeah, they'll probably get some points, but I just don't think it's going to be this, uh, you know, bombs away to Lazard and Keem Butler and Ryan and all these guys that they just, and Montgomery's going to just cut through Iowa's defense like a hot knife through butter. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, at the end of the day, UNI is still an FCS or ostensibly one double-A program. They are, I don't think you're right. I don't think they're as flashy as they've been, and Iowa State only got four offensive touchdowns against them the other night. So maybe not 
as convincing as it looked because a couple of pick sixes added to that. So I, I, I tend to agree with you, Tom. I'm not sure that there's – I'm not saying that they're not better. I think Iowa State is improving, and they've improved since the middle of last year, but I'm, I'm just not convinced by this victory over you and I. The key for Iowa is Stanley's just going to have to uh, take care of the ball better. Yep. They, they, they can't go to Ames and turn the ball over four times and win. That's just not going to be possible. So he's going to have to hold on to the football better. Uh, going to have to, uh, you know, eat it on, on a play where, uh, Larry Jackson misses. Uh, he's got to throw that one in the seats or something. Uh, you just can't take, take those risks in this game. When you're on the road, you just can't turn the ball over. All right, Tom, appreciate it. We will, uh, check in with you next week after, uh, when Iowa goes 2 and 0. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Appreciate Tom. Appreciate it. Tom Caker HawkeyeReport.com. Get out there and check out his great website. Ooh, I didn't drop any time. Hit the off button. There you yeah, go. I just put that in. There you go. There you go. Put that in your board and I, pipe it. I think, oh, the off button. There it is. There you have it. Okay. Anyway. So, uh, we've got about five minutes left in the program. I'm watching the clock well, up here, good. learning everything as we go, you know. But, Tom... We've got no time left in the program, apparently. Time for the Temple Rally last call. we got a minute. Uh, apparently five minutes. Go ahead. Minutes. So, uh, Iowa State still gave up 378 yards to UNI the other day. I don't think their defense is, is any good. I think they had a couple good pick sixes. It's going to allow Iowa to score a few points. Not a lot. Iowa's defense is good and better than, than people think, and Iowa State's offense is overrated just based on that the other night. I give Iowa, this is still close, but Iowa State gets 17, the Hawks get 20, 23, 20 to 17, Hawkeye victory. 24, 21, Iowa, and Racinos with a 51 yarder to win it. And just to burn our friend that sits in front of me, right? Exactly, and it's going to be a nail biter. It very, very well could be. It's a tough place for Iowa to play, it just always is. It'll be off the hook, 61,000 people having and luckily only 38,000 uh, outside the stadium. Additionally, including that's where I'll be. All right. Thanks for joining us. Join us next week after the Hawkeye victory on the Hawkeye huddle. The big games play here. Westwood one sports on Des Moines station for news. Talk sports 1700 KBGG. Christopher's has been a Des Moines tradition for over 50 years. The Judas Sessig family became owners of a quaint restaurant in the Beaverdale area. Under their steady watch, Christopher's has become one of Des Moines' favorite locations. Known for its excellent Italian cuisine, friendly staff, and atmosphere fitting on any occasion, a can't-miss choice for your next evening out. For a table of two or a banquet of a hundred, no event is too small or too big. Christopher's in Beaverdale. If there's one thing the pros at Advance Auto know, it's parts. Advance Auto Parts and Batteries. I'm on your website and it says I can buy online and then pick up in store? Yes. And how long does that usually take? 30 minutes or less. I need a battery for my 2013 Ford Escape. Our Autocraft Gold, it's got a three-year warranty. Man, you really know your stuff. I'm 33. Am I too young for a cardigan? Too young for a cardigan. (laughs) Advance Auto Parts. We know everything about auto parts. Order online at advanceautoparts.com and pick up your order in store in just 30 minutes. Also at participating CarQuest stores. Height elongated toilet is at its lowest price ever at the Home Depot. Just $199. You save $49. At that price, you can raise your expectations, believe your budget exactly where it is. And the best news of all, it's a Kohler. They never compromise. Why should you? Start with the best. The Kohler Summeron Comfort Height Toilet. Just $199. Now at the number one Kohler retailer, the Home Depot. More saving. More do it. Valid through October 29th.
Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Every day people ask me, can I still take advantage of today's low rates? Is it still a good time to refinance? The answer is yes. Now's a great time to call Quicken Loans at 800-QUICKEN. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.19%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Come and catch the Iowa versus Iowa State game at Tipsy Crow Tavern. We're throwing the party of all watch parties. Watch the big game on an 18-foot jumbotron. The biggest TV in town. $1 Bloody Marys to the first 500 people in the door. And $4 Stella Tallboys all day. The Tipsy Crow Grill Master will be hard at work with beer brats, burgers, breakfast burritos, and tacos. Tipsy Crow Tavern will also be having bags tournaments all day. Tailgate package giveaway that includes four tickets to an Iowa State football game that will be drawn for at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Cooler, apparel, four tickets to the game of your choice. Stay after the game for Chase and Ovation, America's only Prince tribute band. These guys are selling out everywhere they go. It's the Tipsy Crow Tavern's Iowa-Iowa State Watch Party, downtown 3rd Street, Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West.